Brethren, good morning. The topic for our devotion today is the charge to Peter. And it is drawn from John uh, chapter 21, verses 15 to 22. And we will read the scripture so that we can uh, appreciate uh, John chapter 21, uh, verses 15 to 22. And I'll read from the, uh, from the NIV. Uh, uh, says from verse 15, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger and you dressed yourself up and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive, until I return, what is that to you? Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so that's the scripture. Um, the now to 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 put this charge of Peter, charge to Peter in context, uh, we need to we need to look at a few things. One, uh, we need to appreciate that this charge is coming after Jesus had been crucified. Jesus had been crucified. On the third day, uh, the women went to, to, to embalm his body and they found the tomb empty. And they came and reported. And then Peter uh, and John went to check and they confirmed uh, like the woman had said that the tomb was empty. The body was not there. And after, some, uh, after a while, Jesus began to appear to different disciples. So at this point, he is again appearing to a group of disciples, uh, Peter uh, inclusive. So now, 
Um, Peter, at the beginning of this chapter, had told uh, his fellow disciples uh, that he wanted to go uh, 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 John chapter 21. Let me just read from verse 1. Afterwards, Jesus again appeared to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I am going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we will go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. So Peter had gone back to his previous profession. He was a fisherman. But for about three years, he had been following Jesus. And now that Jesus had been crucified and had died, he was disoriented and he went back to his uh, former uh, profession. So we need to appreciate that Peter was disoriented at the time when this charge is given to him. The fishing expedition we see was fruitless. The whole night they were in the sea, but they caught nothing. So again, Peter and the group with him were disappointed. He was disoriented and he was disappointed. Now, there is comparison we can draw between Peter in John chapter 21 and Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. You know, in Joshua chapter 1, uh, the word of God came to Joshua and said, the Lord said to Joshua, after the, uh, the word says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I'll give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Peter, on the one hand, we had seen, was this 
oriented. He had gone back to the former uh, profession. He was also discouraged. They had spent the whole night looking for fish, but catching none. Now, the parallels between Peter's situation and Joshua's situation is that in both cases, a leader who had risen to deliver the people had died. Moses died privately when he went up the mountain and nobody saw his, uh, no one saw his body again. Jesus, on the other hand, was crucified publicly and he gave up his spirit in view of the whole public. And his death was confirmed uh, by the soldiers who were standing guard at the foot of the cross. The, the, the other parallel is that while Moses had led Israel from Egypt and across the sea, you know, and to some extent, the Israelites knew that as long as he was leading them, they would get to the promised land. And now he was gone. Now a new leader had to step up. Joshua had to step up. Similarly, Jesus for three years had ministered. And if I may quote the word used by one of the brethren that was uh, uh, recorded walking to the village uh, called a mouse in Luke chapter 24. Uh, this man said, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. So they had hope in Jesus that he was going to redeem Israel, but instead he had been crucified. And now there was need for a new leader to step up to lead the church. Now, Joshua was commanded to be bold and courageous and to follow all the commandments that God had given Moses. Now, Peter would also need boldness. He would need courage and he would need the word of God to feed the sheep, to feed the lamb, to take care of the sheep, which is the church. Now, let us go and uh, 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 just pick a few lessons from John uh, 21, 15 to 22. One of the lessons is restitution and purpose. Scripture says, when they had finished breakfast, uh, that's verse 15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter 
was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, remember, previously, on the night when Jesus was arrested, Peter had denied him. He had denied Jesus three times. Bible says that uh, when they seized Jesus, they took him to the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And then when they put a fire in the middle of the courtyard, Peter also sat uh, among them to warm himself. Then the servant girl uh, saw Peter and said, this man also was with him. But he denied saying, woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted saying, certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the, and, the, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows today, you'll deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. So when he denied Jesus three times, Peter wept, wept bitterly. Now when Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? Again, the Bible says Peter was grieved. Now, Peter needed this three times affirmation from the Lord to be reassured of his restoration. He had denied his Lord three times, but he's now being reaffirmed three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Now, the denial came when Peter followed Jesus at a distance and then sat down with the wrong crowd to warm himself. And this is a lesson we need to pick, that if we follow Jesus at a distance, we put ourselves in danger of denying him. If we sit down with the wrong crowd, we also put ourselves in danger with denying him. Because the Bible says about the wrong crowd in uh, Psalm uh, chapter 1 and verse 1, says, Blessed is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the advice of the advice, plans, and purpose of the ungodly is a wrong crowd. Nor stands in the path where sinners walk. That means avoiding to submit to uh, to be submissive and inactive when sin is taking place. That is another 
wrong crowd. And then no sits down. Peter had sat down to relax and rest where the scornful gather. So, of course, Peter had sat down with people who were scornful, with mockers. And these are wrong crowds that we need to avoid so that we do not end up denying the Lord. So then we see that the restoration comes when Jesus had fed Peter. He had given them breakfast. Then after the breakfast, then the restoration comes. So, uh, and the purpose of the restoration was that Jesus, that Peter would feed, would take care of the sheep. Now, many sheep today are bleeding, are being bled instead of being fed. Because if the one who is to take care of the sheep does not get fed by the Lord, they will not have capacity to feed the sheep. So Peter had been fed by Jesus and he was now there for charge to go and feed the sheep. Likewise for us, we need to feed from the Lord Jesus if we are to take care of his sheep. So that is point number, lesson number one the restitution, the restoration, and the purpose. Lesson number two is about commitment and obedience. Um, verse 18 and 19. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This is said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. <coughs> Excuse me. So Jesus was now telling Peter, you know what? Now that you have been restored, and now that you know the purpose for your restoration, you need to obey me. You need to remain committed to me and to obey me. May we pray that God will give us the grace to obey him. Now, there are blessings that flow from obedience. And these blessings are well described in Psalm 119. I will just read uh, verses 129 to 135. Verse 129, your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. We see here that obedience uh, comes from two things. One, it comes from an attitude of worship and not familiarity. And two, from approaching the word of God with faith and not doubt. And then from this, several blessings follow. Verse 130, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You know, light, giving of light, that is receiving revelation from the Holy Spirit. Then understanding is understanding 
uh, uh, knowing, appreciating uh, what God is saying. You know, sometimes people receive revelation, but they do not understand what has been revealed. So here, both revelation and understanding uh, is a blessing which is drawn from obedience. Verse 131, I open my mouth and pant longing for your commands. Now, this speaks about satisfaction. God's word satisfies completely. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 4 and verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 132, turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Again, we see the blessing of God turning to us instead of turning away from us. And then the blessing of mercy in that we do not get the punishment we deserve. Uh, verse 133, direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. This speaks about spiritual security that enables us to overcome the power of sin. Verse 134, redeem me from human oppression that I may obey your precepts. This talks about freedom from satanic extortion. The devil uses the flesh and the world to continue extorting from us uh, spiritually and psychologically and even at times physically. But uh, there is freedom that comes to the one who is obedient. And then, of course, there is even greater obedience that draws from that. Verse 135, make your face shine on your servant and teach me your decrees. Now, this is talking about God's presence. The face of God means that one is in the presence of God. And when this face shines, that means that God is happy. God is pleased. Uh, God is rejoicing uh, in us. And then teach me your decrees. That is to be taught by God. You know, uh, so. These blessings, when, Peter, when, when, when Jesus told Peter, you know, follow me, and this is what is going to happen uh, when you obey, these blessings were contained uh, in that word. Finally, verse 20 of, uh, of, of John uh, 21, verses 20 to 22, Peter turned and saw the disciples whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So Jesus was telling Peter, you know, you have your race to run. Stop minding other people's races. What is it to you that my relationship with this other disciple, what is important now is how are you, Peter, relating with me? And friends, there's that point when God wants us to pay attention to our relationship with him. Sometimes we do everything to pay attention to the relationship that other people have with God. 
and forget to mind our relationship with him. So um, um, may, so may we have that caution to look and pay attention to our relationship with Jesus. So in conclusion, friends, we see that as Peter is, uh, at this point when Peter is charged, the resurrection of the Lord first brought restoration, that Peter was restored. His fellowship with Jesus was restored, but then he was promoted or he was affirmed to be the leader of the church. And then he was given a clear purpose to go and feed the sheep. And then he, his commitment and obedience was strengthened. And finally, he was reminded to run his race and not to compare himself with others. Um, thank you. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. Um, we bless the Lord so much for this message. It has come in so timely on day one of the risen Christ. And we, we, we must take it very, very seriously. And it's only the Lord that will enable us to play our part. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you so much for the word that has come in. Lord, may your word fall on fertile ground this morning. Lord, we want to say thank you. Lord, without you, we cannot do anything. We need you, Lord, to be able to, to, to grow this word. And we want to say thank you so much for our speaker. Lord, we pray that you continue to bless the work of his hands. Continue to use him ably. Continue, Lord, to be God of his life. Bless his family. Bless his loved ones. Lord, I pray that you continue to hold on to the charge that you've called him. We pray for quick healing upon his body this morning. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Um, let us continue in prayer. We have highlighted a few points that we are going to pray through this morning. The charge to Peter is the charge to you and me, disciple of God. In essence, our Lord Jesus Christ was commissioning Peter. Our Lord is reminding us through the Spirit of God that we, we've been commissioned, brethren, we've been commissioned. Remember Matthew 28, go and preach the gospel. We've been commissioned to feed the Lamb of Christ, those that are around us. I would like us to bring repentance where we've not done our part. We've taken things for granted, probably. We've not understood the charge. We've not understood that Christ is counting on you, he's counting on you, on me, to take up that role that he played for the last three years while he was on earth. 
our Father and our God, we come before you giving you thanks once again, continually giving you thanks for the charge upon our lives, for the charge upon each one of us. Thank you for entrusting us, Lord. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. But with you, O oh God, we know that we can do all things because you are our strength. You are our hope. Lord, we ask that you forgive us, truly forgive us where we've not done our part, where we've not clothed the naked, we've not fed the hungry, where the church is disappointed, Lord, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, and raise in us this morning to, to play our part. Lord, help us to take it on courageously. You talked to, jo to Joshua to be courageous. You talked to the leaders, Lord, to follow you in your footsteps that they may be successful. Lord, this morning we come that you dress us afresh to be able to carry on your word, to be able to open up our hands, Lord, and embrace everyone, to be able to, to disciple, Lord, those who are around us, my master and my king. You've called us, Lord, each one of us by name. Will you guide our footsteps, God? Help us to understand what it means to charge us, to, 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 to entrust us with your word, to entrust us with those around us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, where we waver. Forgive us, Lord, where we give up and we are discouraged. I pray, Lord, this morning for whoever is discouraged, Lord, in our role, that, Lord, you encourage us. Whoever has lost focus and whoever is aloof this morning, will you breathe Holy Spirit through each one of us this morning? Lord, give us your heart of love that we may love others. Give us your, your fruit of the Holy Spirit, Lord, as we take on this charge of God. May we be patient. May we, be, may we bear each other's burden. Lord, may we be kind. May we... May we have self-control, my master, as we walk day to day, the journey of salvation. We thank you, Lord, because this is all about you. On our own, we cannot make it, Lord. And Father, we are trusting you to give us your guidance, to give us your wisdom. Some areas are hard to reach. We, we, sometimes the breakthrough is, is, an, is unimaginary. Lord, we pray that you go ahead of us as you give us your charge this morning afresh. Go ahead of us. Level every mountain, God. Remove the doubt. Remove the anxiety that may come along, oh God, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Lord, we continue to thank you for this has come so timely to each one of us. Our speaker continued to share that it is uh, it is a call that requires you and I to walk closely with our Lord Jesus Christ, not to walk from a distance. So we pray that, Lord, that we will remain in your courts in order for us to carry on the mantle, in order for us to walk in your footsteps, in order for us to take on this beautiful charge from our Lord Jesus Christ. We must remain in his courts. We are not, we should not be distant. 
Help us, Heavenly Father, to remain in you that we may bear fruit that lasts, Abba Father. Lord, those who remained in you, in your word, they, 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 you guided their footsteps, God. They moved according to your instruction. Sometimes we've not listened to the instruction of the Lord and we've gone ahead in our own wisdom. Lord, forgive us. May we remain in you. May we not be distant from you. Remaining in you is remaining in prayer. Remaining in you is remaining in reading your word of the word, which is truth. Lord, fill our hearts once again with a desire, passion to read your word, passion to seek your face like never before, passion to retreat and hear what you're telling us, that, Lord, we may lead others, O God, into the footsteps that are right, O God. Father, it, it's about remaining in the in a, remaining in you is about stepping away from that crowd that is wicked. Sometimes we, we've had our foot here and they are crisscrossing into the wrong crowd. This morning we are praying, Abba Father, that we remain in the wrong crowd, in the right crowd. Give us your spirit of discernment. Brethren, there's a friend of mine, we, we discussed this matter of remaining in the right crowd. She told me that each time she she finds herself uh, with her family members and what they are saying does not glorify God. She told me that she's always having her, her word, the book of God in her handbag, that each time the conversation out there is, is not pleasing to the ear of God. She pulls out her book and she turns to Christ so that she may not be able to join in the conversation that is going on around the family. So I learned that lesson from her. Each time you are out there and, and things that are being said by people out there do not glorify God. Just turn to God. You can choose to start turning. Uh, I mean, you can choose to start praying in the spirit. Or you can excuse yourself politely so that you are not contaminated by what is going on around uh, your environment. So this is what our speaker is telling us this morning, that be mindful of the crowd be mindful of the crowd. You're a child of God. You must be set apart, whether it is with your family members, whether it is out there at work, be set apart. Do not be swallowed up by the crowd. Father, our Lord and our King, we ask you this morning to forgive us where we have walked into the crowd and we have compromised, Lord. Our God and our King, I pray that you will always Help us, Holy Spirit. Remind us to, to flee, flee from evil, to walk in the spirit that we will not gratify the desire of the flesh. We ask that, Lord God, you be the one to order our footsteps, to know where to go, to know to be in the right time at the right place in your spirit, our Father and our God because we have your seal on us. Help us not to take these things for granted, our Lord and our King, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Our speaker also mentioned that 
people out there are bleeding. The world is bleeding. Start with your household. Your household is bleeding. In the neighborhood, people are bleeding. I just want to thank God because management at Cathedral has come up with the discipleship. Disciple, disciple someone. And the discipleship will enable people of God to be, the people God has entrusted us to be able to be discipled, work with someone. You, you are a leader, you are a minister. Choose to work with someone, disciple someone. Because that which God has entrusted us, we, we must also train someone to walk in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let us be able to give a shoulder to lean on. People are hurting, people are crying, people are disoriented. Let us not allow this to happen at cathedral or in our village or in our home, in, in our homes, wherever we are. Let us choose to disciple someone and point them to Christ, our Father and our God. You have called us. You have entrusted us, Lord. We we ask that, Lord, we pick up from where probably we have stopped. Oh, help us better still to continue the journey of discipling one another. We pray, Lord, as disciples, that you correct us, that we'll be guided by you as we guide those who are who 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 are, are walking with us closely. Lord, we you do not want anyone to perish. Lord, therefore, grant us grace to be able to pick up someone wherever they are. Open our spiritual eyes that we will not run alone in the journey of following you, but that we'll have this heart and pour it out into others, God, that we'll pray with someone on a daily basis, that we'll share your love with someone on a daily basis, that we'll not tire heavenly Father. Lord, restore us like you restored Peter. In the mighty name of Jesus, continue your work on earth. Our speaker also uh, highlighted the area of commitment, the area of obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you tell us in your word that those who truly love you obey your commandment. Our Father and our God, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I ask this morning for me and for brethren on call to totally commit to obeying your word. May I obey your word. May I obey your word, O oh God. May we obey your word. It's a commandment to obey you, to obey you, to obey you, to hear you, to listen to you, to do your will, to make you known to others, God. May we live in obedience and commitment to your word. Amidst the world that is so destructive, Lord, we choose to obey you. Amidst the noise that is around us, Lord, we choose to obey you. Help us, dear Lord, to keep focused, oh God. Help us not to tire. Help us to read your word. It is truth. Your word is truth. Your word is, is manner for each one of us. Your word to strengthen us from day to day, your word to guide us, your word to be the light unto our feet. May we listen, may we obey, may we be truthful, faithful to you, our Lord and our King, in order to carry on the mantle that you have handed over to us, Lord. Help us, dear Lord, to know that man shall not live by bread alone. Continue, O oh God, 
let us continue, Lord, to, to be reminded in your word daily, to be able to feed to feed on your word and not to be drilled in the mighty name of your of our Lord Jesus Christ. Teach us, dear Lord, like you taught that that dis, your disciples, God, teach us to be one in one accord. Teach us, God, to build that which you've entrusted us. Teach us and build our our particularly our cathedral and the gates of hell shall not prevail in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. And help us, dear Lord, to be able to run the risks relating to you alone, relating with you and bearing each one and each other's burden. Lord, that we may be in unity with you and with one another. Father, we continue to bless you and to affirm you that only you are God. Only you are worthy in this season, Lord, as we celebrate resurrection of you dying for me, dying for, for, for my brother on call this morning. We celebrate you and we embrace you afresh, God, through your word, through the church that you've reminded us this morning. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for dying for us. We thank you for raising again in our lives this day, every day, be, be alive be raised in our thinking, be raised, oh God, in our relationship, every area, my master, may we see you afresh, oh God, to continue to glorify your name, to continue to praise you, to continue to live to please you, our God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you for this day. We bless you for this new week. We ask that, Lord, you continually go ahead of us to level every mountain that is before us, to give us hope, to give us strength, oh God, to overcome this world. Whatever we'll do out there this day, this week, may it glorify your name. Help us to, re to remain in you and to remember that we live for you. Therefore, shut the world out on us and, oh Lord, accelerate our life of prayer, of reading your word, of living a life that honors you. Help us to be a blessing to those around us. Help us to disciple them in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we worship you. We give you thanks. We give you praise for you alone are worthy. Bless everyone who came this morning. Bless those who, those who are not well, Lord, that may, they may be well. Lord, those who have burdens, Lord, may you roll them away. Lord, build us, encourage us, Lord, sanctify us to continue praising your name. Father, we thank you and we bless you even as we, dis, we, we, we leave this place virtually. Go ahead of us and bless the work of our hands. Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name in Jesus' mighty name. We've believed and prayed. Amen. Amen.